Hi folks, welcome to Tech Buzz India, a podcast that helps you stay in touch with what's happening in the startup world in India. I'm your host Rahul Gadkari. I've spent the last 6 years building products both in India and the US. I'm passionate about technology and India's tech ecosystem. Thank you so much for your comments and feedback on the last episode. I hope I can keep improving the experience for all you listeners as we move along. Keep the comments coming in. I love to hear from you. We've got an action-packed agenda today, starting off with some updates from last fortnight. We'll then talk about Jio, look at what Swiggy and Zomato have been up to, and discuss one of Ola's subsidiaries that's been in the news. Some exciting funding updates, starting with what's become India's most talked-about tech company, Reliance Jio. The company in focus today is one I'm super excited about, Bulbul.tv. So let's dive right in. We start with some follow-ups from last time. If you remember, I'd covered a story about Uber potentially laying off employees and startups kind of taking their time to understand the true impact of COVID to their business. Unfortunately, the last fortnight's been pretty tough on the startup ecosystem. There have been a ton of layoffs, starting with Swiggy, Ola, which have laid off over a thousand employees, Uber laid off six hundred employees in India, and an additional three thousand globally. Others, including Make My Trip, Share Chat, Lending Cart, Live Space, Book My Show, Me Show, and a few others, have also unfortunately laid off employees. Uh, hopefully, this is pretty much the tail end of the layoffs, uh, and the ecosystem starts to consolidate itself as we get into the second half of the year. On to stories over the last fortnight. Our first story is about Geo Mart. It has finally launched, and in true Geo fashion, it's larger than life. It's in 200 cities at that. and you know i guess we can trust geo to not do anything small geo mart for now is available as a mobile and desktop website but not as an app as i mentioned last time it's widely expected to be available through whatsapp in the near future so let's look out for that for now go to geo mart check it out enjoy a minimum of 5% off mrp my twitter feed a few days ago blew up with comments on people's first experience of using the product if you'd like to give it a try or have already done so i'd love to hear your feedback so send me a dm on twitter or an email my twitter handle and email id are in the description so regardless of how this month goes for geomart it's only going to be upwards and onwards from here the grocery segment is definitely hot it's an essential service and it's been growing our second story is about Swiggy and Zomato starting the home delivery of alcohol. This is pretty big because uh, a lot of companies have wanted to do this for a long period of time, but regulation prohibited the home delivery of alcohol. Dunzo had done it briefly in Bangalore but ran into some issues with with the regulators. Liquor sales during the lockdown, if you followed the news, led to some chaotic scenes with long queues, overcrowding, and plenty of COVID infection fears. Alcohol sales are really important to state governments, as there is a ton of excise duty they collect on alcohol, which accounts for about ten to fifteen percent of the state's own income tax or tax revenue collection. So it's a big chunk of revenue that pretty much came to a grinding halt because of the lockdown. And so starting off with Odisha and Jharkhand under the National Disaster Management Act both Zomato and Swiggy have launched home delivery of alcohol. Unsurprisingly, liquor retailers in states like Maharashtra, Odisha, Jharkhand don't want food delivery apps entering the highly state-centric 
and excise regulated liquor space. Retailers are upset about this as the industry operates on very low margins and is subject to a great deal of regulation, which I mentioned earlier as well. Startups definitely have got a foot in the door at this point of time. Liquor delivery or alcohol delivery might be operationally intensive, but if they can prove, and they by they I mean Zomato and Swiggy and, and others that follow, can prove that selling online can increase alcohol sales and in turn tax revenue to the state coffers, there might be a strong chance that this might continue post the lockdown. I know there are plenty of other states that are mulling either allowing Zomato and Swiggy to deliver alcohol or contemplating other forms of online delivery to at least ease the consumer pain around ordering alcohol. So I I hope that this this is the creation of a new segment because it's definitely a lot of value add to consumers, but expect it to get stuck in some kind of legal ace with states fighting over control, taxation, and perhaps even trying to appease a lot of the, the retailer associations. Our third story is about Ola and specifically its acquisition of a Dutch two-wheeler manufacturer called Itergo. This is really Ola's subsidiary, Ola Electric, that's made the acquisition. And Itergo is a EV or electric vehicle manufacturer that's well known for a scooter called the App Scooter. The product or, or the scooter has won a number of awards in Europe and claims to have a range in excess of 200 kilometers, which is kind of phenomenal for an EV. The deal size has not been disclosed, but it was rumored that the company was bought for a significant loss to its last valuation of around $90 million. Ola Electric will now own the intellectual property, design and engineering capabilities of Itorgo, which is a pretty great strategic move from Ola's standpoint because it has been working ardently towards launching its own line of e-scooters. So this obviously helps Ola accelerate those plans and hopefully sometime next year we see a Ola two-wheeler. Two-wheeler mobility players are expected to see an uptake in the times of COVID. So the likes of Bounce, Yulu, Vogo, actually talking to regulators right now to reduce the GST levy because they're actually providing an essential service. So a lot of people can't take packed public transportation because of capacity limitations. And so reasonable clean energy options like two-wheeler shares are maybe the need of the hour. And so my take on this is if Ola can commercialize these scooters well, it can be a big player internationally as a manufacturer as long as it keeps costs reasonable, which it could if it manufactures in India, and domestically both as a manufacturer and a rideshare player, which is kind of what we know Ola for. Ola owns a 16% stake in an app-based two-wheeler rental company called Vogo, which could stand to benefit from having Ola as its in-house supplier. Ola is, of course, very well capitalized on the whole, and specifically Ola Electric has raised $300 million already from SoftBank, Tiger Global, and Matrix Partners. It's going to be great times for urban mobility, specifically two-wheelers. Our next story is about Arogya Setu, the COVID tracking or contact tracing app launched by the government of India. In a bit to fright the privacy pundits and expand the talent pool at the same time, the government has actually gone ahead and in an unprecedented move, released the source code of the Arogya Setu apps. For now, it's the Android app. The others will follow soon. This is huge because the government, in conjunction with this, has also announced a big bounty program where they've agreed to pay up to 4 lakh rupees in cash prizes 
to people who find bugs in in the app or suggest improvements that get incorporated the program is live till june 26th so go ahead check it out see if you can't find bugs uh, there's some money to be made they're also looking to make improvements to the app's overall performance limit battery usage and reduce uh, memory and bandwidth usage so all great things in terms of the intent uh, the government has though not released the code for uh, the server side of the app meaning that there might still be some privacy vulnerabilities that people uh, may not test i think there's a push to make that open source as well and hopefully the government goes ahead and complies my take on this is really that this is a great step that is going to keep the conversation focused on the problem being solved which is contact tracing and less on theories about the government's intent behind collection of all this data which is really been front and center in the news Uh, our last story of of the fourth night is about Zomato elevating its food delivery business head to co-founder status. Mohit Gupta joined Zomato in 2018 from Make My Trip where he served as the COO. His elevation to co-founder status follows the elevation of Zomato's chief operating officer Gaurav Gupta who was given the title less than a year ago. A very interesting debate sparking up in the tech community around whether you can hand out a co-founder uh, or a founder title. So there are some examples. It's not like this is unprecedented. Tesla's Elon Musk actually didn't start Tesla. Back in India, we have uh, Anant Narayanan, who was the CEO of Mintra, went and joined MedLife as a co-founder, even though he didn't actually start the company. And also Umang Bedi, who, who heads uh, Daily Hunt and has the founder title. the jury is very split on on what it means to be given a co-founder title and not actually found the company my take is I, i kind of get why the companies do this you know it helps people feel more invested gives them an even greater sense of ownership however i wouldn't do it myself i feel like there's a different kind of sweat equity or there's a different risk appetite you bring to the table as a founder which maybe doesn't come from you know being elevated to the status of a founder so while these folks uh, must be rock stars they've all you know held great positions are doing good work calling them ceos of uh, business lines might be more appropriate but hey what's in a name i think as long as they you know do great work and and the company feels like this is the right thing to do all of us can sit and debate all we want That's a wrap for the news stories of of the past fortnight. Let's dive right into funding. And once again, as I mentioned earlier, our our favorite startup or or tech company, whatever you might call it, Reliance Geo, uh, makes another appearance. So on the back of raising eight and a half billion dollars as of two weeks ago, Geo has gone ahead and raised one point five billion from private equity firm KKR for a two point three percent stake. And this has been KKR's, uh, which is a U.S.-based private equity firm, largest deal in Asia so far, and takes Geo's total fundraising to over ten billion dollars with a valuation of sixty-five billion. There's uh, rumors that the state fund of Abu Dhabi is also planning to invest another billion dollars into Geo. It's going to be interesting. We'll see what Geo is up to next week. The next funding update comes from a startup called Khata Book. which has raised 60 million dollars led by B Capital Group which is a VC fund founded by the former founder of Facebook Eduardo Saverin the app helps small merchants and kirana store owners manage their digital ledger or khata 
They claim to have about 8 million merchants uh, using the platform already. It's created quite a buzz in the startup ecosystem. The round has valued the company somewhere between 275 to 300 million and comes on the back of a 25 million Series A round that, that they raised uh, less than uh, a year ago in October 2019. Kata Book is, of course, well capitalized, well positioned. They compete with PTM in this space. And with the fundraise, hopefully have enough of a runway to actually continue building the business. Our final funding update comes from Lending Cart, which is an Ahmedabad-based fintech company that raised a $27 million Series D round. Firstly, kudos to, to, to do this. I actually didn't know that there were any big companies based out of Ahmedabad. So it's great to see that there's at least uh, success stories from outside of uh, the two or three metro cities. The company, to come back to the story, is into lending and plans to use the funds to expand their base of customers, which is uh, largely just MSMEs, small, medium enterprises. The COVID pandemic has seen a number of MSMEs shut shop due to liquidity issues and the need for Lending Card's product seems quite apparent. However, Lending Card does compete with Sequoia and Ribbit Capital backed Capital Float, which has also raised close to 20 million this year and heavyweights such as Muthut Finance and Bajaj Finso. I'd love to do an in-depth study on this lending market in India. It's got a number of players and a lot of depth, but maybe that's a feature for another episode. Our next section focuses on covering interesting startups that I think are on the path to having disproportionate impact in their respective sectors. In this episode, I cover a company called Bulbul. Bulbul is a live streaming video e-commerce platform. The company enables hosts, sellers and consumers to use Bulbul as a platform to create videos, uh, go live and then sell products and services to consumers who then consume the content of these videos and then make a decision to purchase from the app or not. They stream in English and Hindi at the moment. Bulbul was part of Sequoia's search program's inaugural cohort and actually went on to raise 15 million from Sequoia in October last year. The company is based out of Delhi, but also has, interestingly, an office in China. It was founded by uh, Sachin Bhatia, who co-founded Truly Madly on the the dating app and also Make My Trip. Uh, Ati Jain, who co-founded a company called Geekstart. And Chen Liu, who was the founder of Hava, a lifestyle platform for Indonesian women and a short video app as well. Social commerce is an exciting growth area, uh, likely to grow into a multi-billion dollar business over the next 5 to 10 years. In China, with players like Taobao Live and and Tmall, it has grown rapidly over the last few years and now accounts for over 15% of all online retail sales. It's growing at 2x the rate of the overall retail sector, so it's actually growing much faster. Bulbul falls under the social commerce or video commerce space. And so while social commerce is really young in India, it's already a reasonably crowded space with not just Bulbul, but companies like Ek Anek, W Mall, SimSim, having raised significant amounts of capital from marquee VCs. However, the biggest social commerce platform in the country is actually WhatsApp. Uh, There's a very interesting Your Story article about social commerce and its growth that I think you will enjoy reading. Uh, And I'll include a link to that in the episode description. On to why I think Bulbul is poised to do well. Firstly, think back to the days of tele-shopping networks on TV, people dialing a number, ordering a product, and a few weeks later, it showed up at your doorstep. Secondly, think about your favorite influencer or celebrity or artist promoting a product and your sort of desire to buy it as a result of it. 
Bulbul combines these two experiences into its app. It has live shows featuring influencers selling products that are not just affordable but also desirable. This is especially important for beauty and household products where a great product demo and a known face makes a big difference in your decision making. I think Bulbul has a clear understanding of its market. It's heads down focused on tier 2, tier 3 cities where online buying behavior is still being formed. and even companies like flipkart are working hard to get people to get more used to to buying online so as they add more languages introduce social features to promote group and bulk buying and likely improve the delivery experience the delivery time they're going to see the the product adoption expand there's a small chance that they might actually make shopping fun you know i i actually hate online shopping but a great video a group experience might actually stimulate a offline shopping experience emotion which people might really enjoy so i think they're on to something they'll of course need to figure out uh, their unit economics uh, drive down the acquisition cost uh, of acquiring customers and improve order value and retention uh, but i'm assuming they already know this and and they're working towards it i'm however very optimistic given bulbul's solid team the great traction is got initially and its marquee investors and and believe that they do have a genuine shot at success so over the next fortnight don't forget to try geomart send me your feedback on the experience i'd love to hear from you enjoy home delivered alcohol from your favorite delivery apps and don't be surprised if you read about reliance geo raising even more money stay safe and healthy wherever you are That's all for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do share the podcast with your friends and family and leave a review on the podcasting platform of your choice. Also, if you have any feedback on the episode today or suggestions for the next one, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at rahul@techbuzzindia.in. I'm also looking for a research analyst to help me with this podcast. If you're interested, do reach out to me as well. I hope to see you all in 2 weeks. Until then stay safe and thank you for tuning in